of the Turbo Team Podcast with Jake Brand. Don't you go anywhere near that! Ben Neeson. Like just being caught metaphorically with your pants down. And Alex Powell. Do you know I saw those cute one time? Tommy Gun. Reviewing and breaking down movies and TV shows from all genres. This is the Turbo Team Podcast. Welcome back to the Turbo Team Podcast. We've got a good episode planned for you today. Joining me is Alex Powell and Ben Neeson, the regulars. How are you guys hey. doing? Doing good, Jake. Doing all right. Just all right, Ben? Uh, could be better. Uh-uh. I'm sorry to hear that. Do you know who couldn't be better? Our guest, Kyle Koontz. How are you doing, Kyle? I'm feeling about as good as a rat in the kitchen right now. I'm feeling about <laughs> as good as a rat as a phone. Oh, it's a rat. If you understand that reference you're probably gonna like this episode today we're talking about two fx series about aspiring rappers the first one atlanta and the second one is dave with will dickey atlanta is written and starring donald glover as urn starring brian tyree henry as al or paperboy lakeith stanfield as darius and zazie beats as vanessa Alex, you have the awards po- pulled up. I was looking at it before, but I totally blanked on I it. Don't, I don't. It won. Really it won a Grammy in 2016. What? Or not a Grammy, I'm, I'm, an Emmy. They're all the same thing. What? It no. won an Emmy for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series in 2016. Mm-hmm. For Donald yeah, Glover's Donald performances. Glover. Did it win any Golden Globes? I feel like it won some Golden Globes too. It won. It did win a few Golden Globes. That's what I thought. Yeah, it won a lot, but not nothing of him. I think the Emmy was uh, its biggest award. Yeah, so mm-hmm. moving into Atlanta, right now we're going to be obviously focusing on this show, and then after that we'll be focusing on Dave. But then after reviewing both of them, we're going to compare them just because they're both FX shows about aspiring rappers, and I think we'll there's all a, have... There's a lot of similarities between them. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities, but... I think we'll get into this more, but I think one show does what it wants to a lot better than the other. But before we get into that, we should just talk about them individually and just <clears throat> there's no really way to describe Atlanta. It's Donald Glover as pretty much the average like broke 24-year-old male in America. He's looking for a job to do, but also like doesn't know what his passions are. So he goes to his cousin, Al, to try and be his manager. And most of season one and season two, for the most part, is Earn just trying to prove himself as worthy as a rap manager in the world, in the in the rap game. That's about as brief of an overview, I think, as you can get. And it does go off on a bunch of other social commentaries that are not even related to the show that we'll get into. So I'll just leave it open. Uh for discussion, what did everyone like about Atlanta? Uh, I love the show personally. I think the cast is just fantastic. I mean, all of the different characters play their roles so well. With uh, Ern, Al, and especially Darius, who like I love so much. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't love that man? Just from his introduction, where he's about to stab him, he just prepared with a knife, and he was like, a "Oh, cookie? want a cookie?" 
<laughs> and the iconic line of, hey, can I measure your tree? <laughs> Man, that basically means no. <laughs> he just acts like he's on shrooms the entire show, and like I just love to watch anything that he's in. <laughs> yeah, Not to mention, are you talking about, you talking about uh, Sandfield? Like yeah, like Keith. Like Keith. The show um, makes so a really I... good decision by giving Darius a bigger role in season two. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So. Before I get into what I like, on the topic of Darius, I thought that his character in season one, while he was more of a comedic relief, in season two, he became more of a character than he was. Like, in season one, I feel like he definitely added some to the story, but his main his main priority was to just, like, have these one-liners every once in a while that makes a scene, you know, light and funny. As in the season two, where I think he they really developed his own storyline, and he really became a part of the group and wasn't just a, a side piece. And then I think they added Tracy in and Tracy kind of took over that role that uh that Darius had of just one liners from here and there, but he doesn't really play a whole lot in the story uh overall except maybe once or twice, you know. But so what I liked about Atlanta, the first note, I the, I just want to say that this is the what this is week 9 of the Turbo Team podcast and this is the first thing we've reviewed that I wrote notes down for just because I had so many that I wanted to remember but the first one I wrote down was the music throughout this is fantastic whether it's the music the artists are actually making or it's just like a soundtrack that they put over like a Young Thug song or a Migos song the music throughout is 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 awesome and then the second kind of playing into that of like small things that are awesome the title sequences are so dope and so creative in every episode like mm-hmm. it's not just like they don't have like a routine intro it's just like okay here's the in- opening scene we're gonna have one one off shot and then in that off shot the 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 name of the show is gonna be hidden somewhere and it's just so cool and it's just like I, I always wondered how they were gonna like one up it each week and they just it was always awesome the title uh, screen is only second to Barry's Bear, yeah, and they those are two shows that I think just do it the best because it's nothing too complex. It's just like here's the name, all right, on to the story, you know. So, but so when I this is my first time watching Atlanta. I think you guys you guys have all seen it before, uh, and then you just kind of reviewed for this episode. But yeah. the comedy in Atlanta is so well done, and I, I I obviously credit that to Don Glover just being you know the comedic genius that he is. But I'm saying that to the point where. Yes, the jokes are funny, but the jokes, I felt, flowed so naturally throughout the scene. And Donald Glover and the writers of Atlanta did such a great job of not letting the comedy interfere with the story. As where a show like Dave, I felt at times, you know, they they tried so hard to get a joke in there that they kind of strayed away from the original story at, at times. And I think... With with the comedy in Atlanta, they they really took in consideration what's going on. How can we add a little thing that'll make it funny, but not stop the scene completely? You know, to focus on the joke. So it, the comedy throughout it just flowed so naturally, and I it was really it was really funny to see because not only were you invested in the story, but you're also laughing at you know other stuff, and it was it was a really good thing. Along with uh, the along with the point you just made, I'd honestly uh, chalk Atlanta more up as a drama before a comedy. Just because if you think about the overall arcs of each season and the Mm -hmm. series finale of for season one and two, they're both heavily dramatic, heavily weighted episodes that really go deep into the character of Ern 
and his struggle with the different arcs that they uh, try to combat in each season. And honestly, a lot of the comedy just comes from the zany nature of the environment of the show and just people pointing out the fact of, like, what it's like or, like, what it's like to be in Atlanta trying to uh, struggle and, like, make your earning Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) or with the whole theme of Robin season and season two. But then there's also just, like, the absolutely, like, crazy stuff that doesn't make any sense. Like, Donald Glover called it, like, Twin Peaks, but for black people, which I yeah. think is pretty accurate. <laughs> we uh, we were talking before the show, and uh, there's two seasons of Atlanta. There's only one season of Dave. We review, we watched all three seasons for this episode. But, so, in season one of Atlanta, it's really well done, you know. One, one thing that I absolutely love is how just creative the shots are, how beautiful it looks. Atlanta is... I've only driven through it, but, like, that part of Georgia is really nice, and I think they did a good job of really, the colors really making it look, you know, all, while gloomy and dark and as, you know, dramatic as, like, the, the ghettos of Atlanta and the bad parts of Atlanta are, also showing kind of the beauty of, like, southern Georgia, you know. And, uh, but, so, so the show shot really well, but in season one, uh, the show was still trying to, you know, find its feet, find catch its feet, uh, find its voice, and it was, it was more of a comedy, and the, there's more jokes in every episode as opposed to season two where they're like, all right, here's kind of we found our voice. Uh, we we want to still include comedy, but we really really want to focus on the story, and not that they didn't focus on the story in season one. They just said, all right, maybe we cut back on the jokes here and there, and let's just let's more about tell these people and how their lives are, and you know the ups and downs they express as they're trying to find success. Kyle, what are some things you liked about the show? Uh, I kind of agree with Ben and Alex on the majority of the stuff. I think the show is very visually pleasing. And I like to think that the TV show falls perfectly into the dramedy genre. I mean, there's definitely lots of drama pieces and that have comedy elements inside of them. I mean, like, I can't remember if Ben or Alex said it, but one of them said that there are one-liners in it that just kind of lighten the mood up during the heavy drama scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I would agree with that. It took me, like, I had to re-watch, like, the first few episodes after I started this show because I just didn't really find it that funny at first. But I think that once you, like, understand the characters and you understand, like, what Donald Glover's trying to do and you understand that it is more of, like a drama mixed with social commentary, I think it's easier to recognize where the sense of humor is coming from. And I think that, like, as soon as I got to the Justin Bieber episode, I was really, like, able to embrace, like, it as a comedy, but also more as a drama. Because I think Mm -hmm. I went in, I went in expecting it to just be, like, a comedy with expecting, like, Troy from Community. Yeah. Like, I wasn't expecting Donald Glover to be more like this rundown, exhausted person that didn't exactly have a sense of humor a lot of the time in the show. I did find it hard at times where, where like you said, like we're so used to seeing you know Donald Glover in Community or like his stand-up specials or stuff. So there was, while I loved watching Donald act throughout the show, there were certain times where I was just like. Like he, like he, like there was one scene I can't remember. He's getting really angry about something, and I was just like, it's not really believable. Just because he's like, I'm so used to just you know Troy and like the his stand-up special weirdo and just like him before he really took Atlanta serious, you know. 
Yeah, whenever yeah. whenever kids come to my show, they think Troy Novet, but they just get dicks, 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 dicks. dicks. <laughs> yeah, going into Atlanta, I was really expecting a, a comedy with maybe some sort of structured story, but for it to mainly focus on being a comedy, because I knew Donald Glover for community and his stand-up and his music mainly. But So I was expecting a comedy, but I think they did a great job making it more of a drama than a comedy. Mm-hmm. I also think that I appreciate this being a, a a series about Glover as a manager opposed to an artist. Because I think that... I, I would, yeah. We were talking a little bit before how this is mostly original, but how it does kind of take off from a lot of other shows. But I think that having an artist making a show... But instead of being like the main character that's an artist, he's the manager. I think that was really smart on Glover's part because then he was able, he was able to not focus on just his music. It was about Paperboy's music, which mm-hmm. you already talked about the music, but the Paperboy song, I love it. So catchy. Paperboy, Paperboy, all about that Paperboy. <laughs> that postal mixtape. Also, it's hard to hear that song and not hear Don Glover's voice in it. Very true. Like, uh, even for the uh, Justin Bieber song that he releases after the Celebrity All Star Game, yeah, like you can hear him singing in the background, like while like two other characters are talking, and you can distinctly hear <laughs> Glover singing it, like that's his voice singing it. So for the Teddy Perkins episode, uh, you guys, you guys found out it was Donald Glover afterwards, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. So I knew that I knew that before going in, and I could just hear Donald Glover's doing like a high pitched white man voice the whole time. It kind of bothered me, honestly. <laughs> I mean, once I got about three fourths of the way through the episode, I kind of knew that this character wasn't like who you think it is, obviously, yeah. almost. But like, I I kind of started to get the idea it was Donald Glover. <laughs> who do you think it was? Sammy you Sosa? mean the character? <laughs> Sammy <actor>. Sosa. <laughs> I don't know, maybe they just found this dude that I swear I've seen this guy in something. <laughs> well, that's a guy like used to play for the Cubs. Scab, <laughs> so I was gonna mention that one thing I really like about this show is just like how realistic and depressing it is. Mm-hmm. I think Dave does this in a little, like in a similar way, but they just don't do it as good. But Paperboy isn't living in like a mansion and having like strippers over at his house every night. Like he's living in this very plain, basic apartment in the bad parts of Atlanta. And I think that towards the end of season one, we find out that Donald Glover's homeless and living in a storage garage. I think that that really shows that what these especially rappers, what they have to go through when they are raised in that and when they are kind of raised in not the best scenarios. Like, it's not just they have talent, so then they blow up. Like, it takes a ton of hard work, too. And I think that in music, for sure, it's true, but I think this is also true for, like, anyone else's life. Like, Alex in seventh grade doing graphic design. And, like, even this podcast... Like, even if you're talented at it, it it just doesn't automatically blow up. It takes time. And I think that Atlanta really tackles, like, that 
not issue, but I think they tackle that tone really well in making it so realistic to the point where, like, you almost feel depressed after. Like, yeah. with Earn and Vanessa's relationship, you think, oh, this is going to work out because it's a TV show. Like, they're just going to get back together. Everything's going to be cool. But no, he, like, goes over to see his kid, and then he goes and sleeps in a storage shed. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's extremely realistic for a TV show that doesn't really have that TV show ending, that movie show, like that movie ending, even when it does go kind of off the rails and is like a TV show, like the Teddy Perkins episode and like going to the clubs where that feels like a normal TV show. But on the other end, they do so well at just making it feel like the everyday, just working a nine to five job on a Tuesday. Uh, so on the topic of like realism and you know having to grind your way to the top, it, it brings me back to one point that I had written down where uh, Alfred or Paperboy's character arc I think changed the most from season one to season two out of everybody. In season one he was you know he was just honestly in season one he was a bit of a comedic relief at times where he was just kind of there as a joke you know he he knew he was kind of good at this stuff but he wasn't really taking it all that seriously. And then he like he's like, all right, I don't want Ern to manage me, but you know he's family and he does work hard, so all right, I'll let him manage me. And then they kind of work their way through there. And then into season two, where he's like, where he does start taking the raps thing more seriously, and he starts to see kind of how 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 Ern isn't like getting him the deals and stuff that other you know recording artist agents are. And he starts he's, he comes to this realization that you know maybe while he is family, he's not what's best for me. And his character kind of takes a shift from you know, being kind of, you know, light and not so serious to really serious, and he goes through a lot, and I think one of the hardest parts and episodes to watch was, I think it was like season two, episode eight, maybe, uh, Woods, yep. when he when he went out with his girlfriend, and the scene where, because he, he throughout the entire series, he gets recognized, people are like, oh, hey, you're Paperboy, and it's not by any main characters, it's just like a waiter at a restaurant, it's like, yo, you're Paperboy, can I get a picture, and they're like, yeah, sure, whatever, and then... He, and he's walking home from after that, you know, that bad date with his girl. It's just she just seems like she's just trying to mooch off his success. And he, he's walking home and the kids are like, oh, hey, you're paper boy. And he's like, yeah, what's up, guys? And they're like, why are you walking home? And he's like, can I walk home? And then they jump him and, you know, rob him of his stuff. And it's, they beat him pretty bad. He's bleeding from the face and stuff. And they chase him through the woods. That was just really hard to watch. And you talk about realism is that is real is. Yeah, he has this, this success, but he isn't an untouchable figure. You know, he can still get jumped. He can still have bad things happen to him. And I, I think that's the scene where he gets jumped is up there with the last scene in, in season one where uh, Ern goes and sleeps in the storage unit. I think those are the two hardest scenes to watch throughout the whole thing. It's because, like you said, they are so real and it, it's so realistic. It's like, like, like these guys aren't untouchable. This is a TV show, but it's also, you know, this happens in real life too. I was just about to bring up that episode in the context of what you were talking about of the fake it till you make it lifestyle of mm-hmm. trying to put on this face of very luxurious living, but behind the scenes, like you're in danger from all different attacks, especially when you're exposed in an area like that. Well, part of a part of fighting success is you do have to have the confidence, even if you're not like like Paperboy has a confidence, even if he knows he's not, you know, a worldwide superstar. But, you know, at, at times life catches up to you, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. feeding off the realism part. Another thing that I think this show does a really great job of is there are parts of it that 
everyone can relate to, even if you're not someone like trying to make it in the rap game or someone trying to find success that kind of way. I mean, there one scene that sticks out to me is the scene where Donald Glover's at a fast food place, asks for a water cup, and gets like a Sprite. And someone looks at him and he like tries and shushes them. I mean, I think there's just little scenes all throughout it that everyone can relate to. That that brings me back to my so my favorite I wrote down my favorite episode was uh, season two episode nine. Uh, wait, hold on. yeah, season two episode nine where they they perform at that college and you know everything kind of kind of goes to shit. The the scene that really that I the really like set that for me was the very last scene in the episode where they're driving back in the car and Tracy's in the front seat and Ern's in the back seat and they're arguing and and Ern is like he's genuinely pissed he thinks he's gonna lose his job you know uh, Alfred's mad at him and not everything in his life is kind of going to shit at this point and he's yelling at Tracy and Tracy all he all he's doing is he's just laughing at him and he just he makes Ern more and more mad because he's he's trying to express this anger but instead of someone you know, backing down to him or even expressing anger back, the guy's just laughing at him. He's like, man, you don't know what you're talking about. And so Ern's like, all right, well, that's it. Pull the car over. We're going to fight. And then, you know, Tracy beats the shit out of him. And then Ern's just like down and laying on the pavement. And like, man, get back in the car. Let's go home. And Ern's got to like pick himself up and go back to the car. And that, that I think that's the perfect, the perfect analogy for just kind of how life is at times is, is like you're all mad and you're trying to get pissed at stuff. But like, it's not getting pissed at you back, and sometimes life is going to beat you down and stuff, and you just got to pick yourself back up and like, all right, you got to carry on. And I think just that scene right there was just like, in, in the context of that whole episode and just the whole demeanor and the performance by uh, by Donald Glover, I was just like, this is, this is like the perfect scene in the show, at to this point, you know. That says so much because like, all of that episode's events, or at least the back half when stuff starts to hit the fan, is all mm. because of Tracy and his. <laughs> uh, his violence or uh, his temper yeah his temper <laughs> that's the word uh, but yeah it's a very serious episode and has some connotations for the finale of that season but mm-hmm. like that's also another example where like that was probably the hardest laugh I had in season 2 was where he pushed her down the stairs <laughs> and then they're getting confronted outside and Donald's like and Ern's trying to like calm things down and then just punches him out of nowhere and they start running away. <laughs> or they like, get to the, the frat house and they're hazing the kids and there's like a confederate there's Ern and Alfred are sitting oh, on the couch yeah. and there's a huge confederate flag behind them. <laughs> they get all these confederate guns they're like, hey you guys want to come look at these? And then Darius and Tracy are like, oh yeah, let's go look at them. <laughs> <laughs> so Alex just mentioned his favorite episode. Ben, what's yours? That that's really hard to think about, honestly. Um, but when it comes down to just like what I'd want to watch again, honestly, I think it's the Dare episode, or the not the Dare. What's it called? Uh, the BET knockoff interview Fubu? episode oh Fubu. it's called oh, ban ban yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just love how it's a single camera and it's shot exactly like a 20 minute segment of a tv show with the fake commercials and oh, back the fake commercials the prices on the can <laughs> prices on the candle <laughs> oh, but <laughs> prices on the candle <laughs> that and with the 
bigotry that's trying to be enforced upon Al's character by the supposedly, like, woke or, I don't know, socially acceptable band network. <laughs> and then they turn around and flip it on its head by having, <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's his freaking name? <laughs> oh, uh, oh, what is his name? <laughs> oh. Oh, the reformed white man from Colorado, whatever. Where he just turns around. Well, I'm, turns I'm around a 35 year old white man. <laughs> Where, Where did you say he worked at? Uh, Coca Cola. He's like Coca Cola, and they cut to his mom's like that boy. They have no job. <laughs> <laughs> just come home. That's it. I've never seen these men in this neighborhood. I don't think they live here. And I'm the one like, that called the police. <laughs> <laughs> At the I mean, end, at, at the end of the episode, he's just like, "Gay marriage is wrong. It's not. It's in the Bible. It's it's just. It's not right." And then Al's just laughing for like the whole that's, last. That's two my minutes. favorite part. Al just like dying of laughter trying to watch it. I mean, I'll, there's a lot of favorite episodes of mine that are on there on here. Uh, the jacket, Teddy Perkins. The frat party or the college show episode are all personal favorites and are just up there. But yeah, that band episode something else. <laughs> Kyle, uh, my top two episodes would probably have to be the Teddy Perkins episode, and I think it's season one, episode two, when Ern gets arrested and him and all the other people that had gotten arrested that night are all sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> With the, it's like, my God, that's a man. <laughs> like, no, hey, man. Not. You all take it in the button here. Yeah, but that's jail. You do it on the outside. That's what makes you gay. <laughs> no, man, she's a girl. Man, look around. We're all dudes here. <laughs> if she was a girl, she'd be on the other side. <laughs> and there's like, what are you like, looking hey, at? You guys Oh god. I kind of forgot all about that. Just I like when, when I was just thinking about the show and jotting down notes, I totally forgot about that whole scene. That, that's one cross- of my favorite scenes in the whole TV show. I love the crossover from that for, from the pilot into that episode and how it goes from like an assault like Al shot him just to like them being like in the holding cell for the whole next episode. It shows yeah. like a consistency in showing the consequences of the actions throughout the show. We totally forgot to talk about what we didn't like, but I think we can probably get to that like in our comparisons, but there wasn't really much. But my favorite episode, obviously Ban and Teddy Perkins are up there, but I think if I'm just not going to choose those. I have to go with Boo Boo, the episode where Ern and Al are back in elementary school. It's pretty much just based around who's wearing the fake, like, hype beast clothes. And it's, like, a really basic storyline that is pretty much true at, like, every school. Like, I think, like, when I was in, like, fourth grade, I had fake Oakley sunglasses, and, like, it was a huge (laughs) deal. And I think that, like... I think that even, like, if you don't, like, ever have to deal with, like, the fact of having fake clothes, it it resembles, like, the metaphor of something about you, like, isn't as cool as you say or something as cool as you show. And I think, like, all of that's really good. But my favorite part is definitely how 
it shows that at a young age, like Al had Earn's back, even though Earn was just like this like little dorky kid that wasn't exactly liked by everyone. And Al was mm-hmm. that cool big kid who didn't really care about anything. He reminded me of Eric Cartman as a young kid. <laughs> and I just I just think like that episode being sandwiched in between Al pretty much ditching Earn as his manager and wanting to go away, but also like going back in time and showing showing that flashback. I think it was timed perfectly. <laughs> if little Al turns into Paperboy, then that means Eric Cartman turns into Action Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> So, my favorite character is Darius. So is Ben's think, and Kyle's. Is yours, oh, yeah, Alex? I think, yeah, probably. Is Darius the, the runaway favorite? I do I do really like Alfred, though. But I think Darius would be my favorite, yeah. Dude, I love to see uh, Brian Tyrese Henry. Is that his name again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love seeing him pop up in other stuff. Because I've been seeing him in Tijoka. Uh He was the voice of the dad in Spider-Verse. And he also had a role in Widows, which was really good. Zazie Beats was also in Joker, along with um. Yep. Mhm. Man, why didn't Donald Glover play the Joker then? So watch <laughs> yeah. the He plays Get Murray. The whole... He plays Murray instead of Robert De Niro. <laughs> Get the whole game back together, am I right? <laughs> All right. So Not do you guys want to get? In, do you guys want to get into Dave? Well, let's rate it first. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll go first. I'll give it a. I'll give it a nine. I really liked it. I probably honestly, I'll give it a nine and a half. I, I love. I loved everything about it. There wasn't a whole lot that I didn't like. Maybe just like the acting here and there was kind of unbelievable, and like a few jokes were like, yeah, all right. But I, I loved Atlanta. It was really good. Ben, uh, I'd have to say a nine. Uh, I'm right up there with Alex. I agree with everything he said and that I don't have many dislikes and I like a lot about it. But I'm just kind of a little bit of a stickler with the score, so I'll stick with a nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with a nine and a half on it. I mean, I just kind of agree with Alex and Ben. Not much I can hate about it. A lot of stuff that I love about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right there. I'm somewhere between a nine and a nine and a half, so I'll go 9.3. Out of 10. No, it would be a Whoa. 9.25. You sit in between the two. I've rounded up. Fractions? I've rounded up. Five, and, five and above, give it a shove. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Wait, is that how you learned rounding? Is that not how yeah. you learned rounding? Four no. below. Let it go. Let it go, yeah. <laughs> they, had to, <laughs> they had to come up with a song to teach you guys that. Alex at Wilder, wasn't it just like, hey, if it's above five, go up, and that's it. <laughs> Some, I guess, Wilder teachers weren't as creative as Mrs. Colon. Jeez. <laughs> Friend of the program, Mrs. Colon. If you're watching, if you're listening to this, uh, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I missed the five-minute breaks. Let's transition into a show that's very similar, but just like... As Ben said, watered down. We're going to have Ben justify those words on Dave, which is a show starring Lil Dicky. It was written by Jeff Schaefer. I don't know what else he's made. It was also on FXX, and it's starring 
Taylor Misiak as Allie, Lil Dicky's girlfriend, Christine Coe as Emma, Andrew Santino as Mike, and that's all Google shows. Um, but overall, I don't really know what to say about this show. At first, it's kind of just like strictly a comedy, but towards the end, they kind of try and make it. They try and make it a like somewhat serious show. I don't know exactly like my full thoughts on it, but I think first before we talk about what we don't like, we should talk about what we like. And I like some of it, but I'm curious to what you guys liked. Um, I think one thing that I surprisingly liked was their ability to stick to a bit. Like for Atlanta or many other shows, a lot of them, a lot of them are just introduced smaller jokes or they start to build to something bigger for a larger payoff and doesn't necessarily hit. But some of the uh, examples in this show is when they're having a <laughs> an episode where uh, one of the there's a child who dies <laughs> and the parents <laughs> ask him to rap at his funeral. <laughs> like that's like the premise alone like that's a pretty good premise and the way they build it up all the way till the end is just like very payoffy and i like how they did that so yeah rip john living <laughs> macklemore shows up <laughs> all right so going going into dave i didn't really have high hopes uh shout out panic at the disco um <laughs> I didn't really like. I wasn't really expecting a whole lot, and then in the beginning, in the beginning, I didn't really care for it. But I was telling, uh, I was telling Jake and Kyle, episodes six, seven, and or no, seven, episodes seven, eight, and nine, I thought were really well written, and I thought ten was okay. So I think, I think the show definitely found its voice more towards the end as opposed to the first half, where I think they're still trying to, you know, kind of figure out what what they really wanted to do. Uh, with that being said. It, it, Dave feels well. Atlanta feels like it's more trying to tell a story. Dave feels like more like it's trying to tell you a joke. You know, I think I think, and that's just I think that's just a tribute to Donald Glover not really wanting to do comedy as much as he wants to you know do serious acting and directing and writing. And Little Dicky being new to you know uh, TV and and he's a comedic actor. All his music is comedic. He doesn't really have a whole lot of serious you know music out there, and it's more of him wanting to. to to continue his kind of his kind of idea of comedy in a TV form. Uh, that being said, I'll give it to these guys. When I, when I going into the show, I thought it was just going to be a bunch of. The, I was just got, thought it was going to be them just throwing a ton of stuff at the wall and just hoping some of it stuck. And I honestly don't think that was the case. I think each joke was planned out, and I think I think it was like they spent a lot of time like really trying to make the joke flow into the scene and it be funny at the same time i just don't think the jokes hit which you know as as this series carries on they'll try to figure out all right here's what people like here's what they don't you know and there is a lot of immaturity in it at times which is funny but when you overdo it it gets kind of annoying but but i thought it was it was a better written show than i expected i just don't think it really the jokes really hit as much as they would like uh also, the production's good on it. Like, it's it's got really really good production. Like, there's some shots that are nice to look at. The coloring's good. It's not as dramatic. The coloring and shots aren't as good as Atlanta, but they aren't bad. You know, like this isn't just some stupid stupid show. It's a it's a well 
it's a well-produced show, and I think they I think they really care about the final product, and they really spend a lot of time on it. It's just, you know, it's season one of a show featuring a lot, a lot of people that haven't really done a whole lot. You know, Lil Dicky was in music, Taco was in music, uh, uh, the lead the lead actress I don't know her name her name she played Allie. She's never really been in a lot. Uh, Andrew Santino, who played uh, his manager's a comedian, he's not really an actor. So I think it's just a lot of people that are new to this realm and they're trying to make it work. So while season one was okay, I think the longer it goes on, the more it, the better it's gonna get. And I think I honestly don't see it going downhill from here. I think it's going uphill. Also, it had a really good release. It was FX's number one like stream show of all time for an initial season. So. A lot of people liked it. It wasn't entirely my cup of tea, but I, I definitely see promise there. I, I really enjoyed Taco, I think, in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really had, the, he's really the only one that I knew about having any sort of TV experience before. I hadn't seen any of the other one in any form of television besides Taco. And he was on, the only thing I saw him in was Loiter Squad, which was Odd Future's kind of a comedy skit show. Which I loved. I recommend that to anyone looking for a quick watch. But I think he just—he he obviously fit into his role really well, just about as well as Little Dicky did, because he was playing himself in it. I mean, Taco, producer, engineer, and music was playing a producer and engineer in the TV show. So I think they got someone great for that. Yeah, I think. Although I didn't like, I didn't like the immaturity at points not not necessarily the jokes behind it but just by like how much of it i did like how self-aware the show was and i think like that in itself can make any show enjoyable because the show clearly knows what it wants to do and it's not like alex said it's not really just like throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks like i think they knew what they wanted to do from the start and it did get better as the season went along and although i just in real life, I don't. I'm not a huge Lil Dicky fan. I'm not a huge fan of his music. I think this show makes me like him a little more, and I think it is just because how self-aware they are. Another thing that I was thinking about. So I watched like the first episode with my brother when this got released, like the first week, <laughs> and I thought like I didn't I didn't like the first episode, and I pretty much thought that it was just gonna be about a white guy trying to rap and like i thought all the jokes was just gonna kind of play around that and the i mean the punchline and stuff like that was still around for the rest of the show but it wasn't as apparent as i expected it to be like it wasn't just the fact that oh lil dicky's white and jewish and he's a rapper so it's bizarre and that's what's funny they actually they actually did go along some other lines of humor that for the most part especially towards the end of the season I enjoyed more than the first half of the season. Yeah, I agree. That's kind of a shtick that has kind of been played out. And from what I could tell, like watching the episodes that I did was something that they did lean on at points because, I mean, that's a big part of his character that he's just like a goofy guy who's white and rap and like, and raps and like, whoa, that's way different. But Honestly, like, yeah, I think that was just something that was kind of tired out and ran a little long for me. But that was also because I was tired of that shtick, like, as soon as I heard about the old Dickie in, like, I don't know, middle school or early high school. 
but that was just my personal reflection on him as a performer. Yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't really have anything else that I necessarily liked too much about the show. Do you guys have any other parts about what you enjoyed before we get into what we didn't? Mm, not really. Yeah, I think that <laughs> overall, like the the humor is good enough to make it enjoyable. Like I didn't hate myself watching this, but like when I finished an episode, I wasn't like excited for the next one. If that makes sense, I was just I was just kind of like, uh, I'm watching it for the podcast, but I didn't like hate myself while doing it. Like, ooh, which cameo is gonna be next? I kept telling myself it was a show that I'd put on if I was in the mood to watch TV, but didn't have something specific I wanted to watch. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I don't think I don't think I'll ever get home and be like, oh, I want to watch Dave. But if I'm just like scrolling through TV board one day and there's nothing else on, I might watch an episode. Uh, I honestly, I think honestly, I think I kind of liked it more than you guys did. I absolutely didn't hate it. Uh, I, I like I said, I see, I didn't, I didn't love it, but I saw the promise, and I'm really interested to see how they what they do in season two and when they when they really get used to it. So I'm not, I'll I'll probably watch a couple episodes of season two and kind of you see you know if they're really trying to grow as a show or if they're gonna stick to the to the old stuff, you know. What's some stuff you guys didn't like? Uh, the immaturity at times kind of got annoying. Uh, I don't Gata. I think his character is a complete, you know, not important to the show or the plot or the storyline at all. I think the show would flow just as well without him. And I think it, he's just kind of a, of a throwaway character. I think that like a lot of like the immaturity like that you were saying is that honestly <laughs> comes from his target audience, which I think is probably like middle schoolers to like young high schoolers like do no you guys... it's like it's like our it's like college high school kids i mean with middle schoolers i mean it's mostly just, like are... just with his music too his yeah, music which would... translate also into the tv show or at least that's how i interpret it his shout out shout out jacob leper friend friend of the program uh but like Le- leper is a huge fan of little dicky and i think huge. like Le- like He's in Leper's our age, and so I think we are his targeted demographic, like college-age kids, you know, late high school, you know, like kids fresh out of college. I think we are his, you know, target audience. I just don't think any of us are, like, the type of people, you know? Yeah. Like, we're the, we're the age he wants. We're just not the type of people that, like, are into it, if that makes sense. He wants someone a little more mature, yeah. a little more laughing at dick jokes and like we we listen to music to be you know entertained and to kind of feel a certain way and uh, while his music is more just to make you laugh you know so we watch so rick and morty we are his audience we do and pickle rick is the funniest thing i've ever seen and don't don't get me wrong i don't at, get physics humor i laugh at my dick jokes my fair amount <laughs> so the way that i think i i would compare this to so like family guy Loved it in middle school. Now I'm not a huge fan just because, like, it's just supposed to be comedy, and the comedy's very cheap, and it doesn't necessarily stick. So I think that this show is... Yeah, they get worn out for sure. Like, this show is targeted at people that like Family Guy. And I'm not, like, dissing Mm -hmm. on anyone who still likes Family Guy at our age, but I think that just, like, as I just grew up a little bit, I just didn't find Family Guy that creative, and I didn't find it 
that good. So I think that, like, if you like shows like Family Guy, you're probably going to like this show. There's yeah. only so many times you can do a, oh, he's white and Jewish and trying to rap joke before it gets boring, you know? And I think that's one thing that they kind of overplay, which is understandable because the main character is a white Jewish guy that's trying to rap. But, like, like mix it up, you know? Like, it, it kind of gets old. Yeah, it's like also, he's the dorky guy um, at this famous party in L.A., and, like, that's the shtick. Also, a couple things that I my, I had to go grab another laptop charger, so I missed when you guys were talking about positives. I had, a, I had two more, or I guess three. I thought Taco and Andrew Santino, who played the manager, are the best parts of the show. I think they really bring a lot to it and add a lot, enough comedy as well as seriousness to kind of keep it flowing. Uh, kind of a fun fact, Kevin Hart produced a couple episodes. Uh, I just thought that was interesting. And then uh, the lady that plays Dave's girlfriend is way out of his league and definitely in my league. So, uh, Allie, if you're listening to this, please hit me up. Wait, wait. Friend of the program. Oh, shut Allie. up, Friend of the program. <laughs> Allie from Dave. <laughs> so one right. thing that I didn't like is... Without looking it up, I honestly couldn't name, like, three or four of the main characters. So I think that, like, outside of Lil Dicky, Allie, and probably Mike, they don't really spend a lot of time developing any character at all. It's Mm -hmm. just they're here to be plot fillers, and they're here to be a bridge to a punchline. It doesn't really feel like they're in the show for any important reason and i know that this show isn't supposed to be a drama and it's not really supposed to be like a social commentary but there are still aspects of it as you Mm -hmm. get towards the later season with dave and with ali but i think that you just really miss that with with gata and travis although i really did like the moment i i did like the flashback scene of gata having the the mental breakdown and the panic and the bipolar disorder. I thought that was Mm -hmm. done really well and was just kind of like out of nowhere. I was watching Mm -hmm. and kind of spacing off and then like that happened. And I thought like for a show that didn't have a ton of like serious moments, I thought they did that well. So I'll give them credit, but outside of like a few select moments, the overall character development of the secondary characters was not, it was was very not there. Like the the uh, he uh, she's kind of so the Asian lady I don't I don't even remember what her character's name was but she was kind of the designer and stuff like her character just really she had a few lines here and there she didn't really play a whole part in it you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh so what are you guys' favorite episodes I liked the last episode the best really? the probably seven or eight like intro montage music video mm-hmm. where you thought Lil Dicky went to jail for showing his nut at a concert. Like <laughs> although it was immature, like that was probably like my favorite immature part of the entire show. And I just mm-hmm. I liked how he made eight minutes of acting into a mu- into a song and into a music video. Mm-hmm. I just I think that I grew to like Lil Dicky more throughout the show. And I think by season 10, I, I kind of came around on him and that I enjoyed that episode quite a bit. I think the oh. only episode that really sticks out to me as maybe being one of my favorites is episode one. Uh, that's really the only one that I felt was memorable. Wow. Adverse of Jake. <laughs> well, 
Uh, for me, I think my favorite episode, I kind of already stated this with my whole running joke positive, but I really like the second episode, I believe, where it's the whole funeral topic. I think that was pretty well done. Uh, my, my favorite episode was episode six, the talent show episode. Uh, there's just something about that where, like in Atlanta, I felt that there was a, a bit of a realism to it that I really liked. You know, like like these friends kept Dave around because like he was just he would do stupid shit and they would make fun of him. And but you know he found he found success and he didn't he wasn't able to realize that these guys just make fun of him and i just really like that and he you know right before he went on stage he was getting all nervous and he like the the whole like everybody around him was just like oh you're gonna do great you gotta do this guy and like it just kind of like overwhelmed him a bit to the point where he's like he had to take a step back and he's like you know i i deserve to be here i work to be here so now it's time to go out and do my thing and do it well and i just really liked how that that episode ended and just how I think that episode took itself kind of seriously while the, he did like pee himself in the club. And that was kind of the, kind of the climax in, in a way it was. <laughs> so she said, yeah, <laughs> Shut up. But, you watched the but, office. Uh, but, uh, I, I don't know. I just really like that episode. I think, I, I think I already said it, but six, seven, eight and nine, I think, I think the show really found its voice in the second half, and I think they started to take itself more seriously. And watching that, I did realize that they they care about the show. This isn't just like the, like some producers were just like went up to Little Dicky and like, hey, do you want a show? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. But like, I think they actually do care about the show and they care about putting out a good product. And I think those last few episodes, you really you really got to see that. What are some least favorite episodes? Because I. There were a few episodes that I didn't like, but there's one that definitely stands out, and that's episode three, the milking one. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent agree. I I understood what they were trying to do, and it was not funny at all. <laughs> I don't like one. It just made me uncomfortable from the start, and I've watched a lot of humor that should make me uncomfortable that but doesn't, like the Eric Andre show. In other shows like that, this show, like, that episode made me extremely uncomfortable. I did not like it. I don't really think I laughed more than maybe two or three times. I just, yeah. I'd 100% agree with you on that, Jake, especially with the uncomfortable part. But it also didn't help that my mother was in the same room while I was watching that episode. <laughs> so obviously, that, that, oh god why did you tell us that <laughs> that obviously <laughs> made it to the public i mean i didn't really care for the first four episodes for i guess first five whatever i don't know but uh I didn't mind three. I thought there, there, like I, like I've said, there was a, a, a teeny bit of realism to it. But yeah, I get why you don't like it. it is uncomfortable to watch at times, and I, I think it, it's really immature. I think it's the most immature episode out of all of them, which kind of gets annoying. Mhm. Like if I wanted to see an immature guy run around LA, I'd watch Jake Paul's vlogs. <laughs> Just got done doing that before the show. Yeah, he raps too, right? Hey, hey, he doesn't vlog anymore. God. Yeah, he boxes. <laughs> he boxes. And he loses. <laughs> get him next time. Yeah. What's your least favorite, uh, Ben? Yeah. Uh, Beating a dead horse. I'm with you guys. 
that wasn't really that funny. And it just kind of milked out, pun intended, that <laughs> same. <laughs> <laughs> the milking table. <laughs> that, yeah. same, that same gross concept that wasn't even, like, done in a funny way. Yeah. But, I think if it was done right, like, it would still be uncomfortable, but could probably be funny. Like, I think South Park takes a lot of uncomfortable moments and uncomfortable jokes and makes them funny. Like mm-hmm. a kid eating his dead parents in Chile. Like, <laughs> that's extremely disturbing and terrible, but the way they do it is, like, enjoyable to watch, which sounds absolutely horrible, but it's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, with, with, like, an uncomfortable concept like this, I just don't really think any of the satire lands. Yeah. Do uh, you guys want to read it? Sure. I'll All give right. it a uh, five and a half. Wait, no. what did I give the interview? I don't remember. Uh, I think we all gave it. A it was a six, it was a maybe? full point higher than the interview. I think I gave the interview a five, so I'll give it a six out of ten. Okay. <laughs> I did not like the interview, man. <laughs> <laughs> go back, go back and watch last week's episode. All right, Kyle. Uh, I probably have to give the series about a five. No, it's just it's average. Mm-hmm. Nothing special to it. Ben? Um, honestly, I'm going to give it a four. It it would be a five, but I just personally don't like Lil Dicky at all. So I just don't like looking at his face. I'll give it a uh, I'll give it a six. Like I said, I liked the last few episodes. I think it's got a lot of promise. It seems like they do care and they do put time into it. So I, I I'll be interested to see where they go from here. All right, you guys want to – so for this next part, we're going to – since there is so many similarities between them, we're going to kind of compare the two. Ben, I'm going to let you start because I think the whole thing that made me want to do this for this week was you called Dave a watered-down Atlanta. However, you hadn't seen Dave yet, so you weren't <laughs> able to back that up. So, Ben, I'm going to put you on the hot seat right now, and please explain to us how Dave is a watered-down Atlanta. Step into the freezer, Ben. Whoa. <laughs> It's chilly. Uh, no. Uh, I think a main reason that comes down to just being a watered-down version is partially due to my own preference. But I think that the whole uh, central theme between both of these shows is just struggling uh, both in the rap game and how they're able to uh, make themselves stand out and rise above and make a six like make a successful living doing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But I think that a major reason why I think that Dave just doesn't really stick the landing as much is because it takes uh, the comedy route primarily over the drama route for Atlanta. Like, I mean, that sounds kind of goofy, but it's a very serious topic that they're talking about. And I think that, um, just taking a comedy, taking the comedic route. I mean, Atlanta has some comedic elements too, but they're natural. They're a part of the environment that they've built with those dramatic, or not necessarily dramatic, but non-comedy, just conversational pieces that the whole show is built around with the different characters. And how Dave is just kind of shtick after shtick, uh, like beating like the same dead horse over and over again. Because it's much easier to point at something and laugh than to be able to have a fully rounded discussion and analysis of the situation at hand. 
And I think that Elena takes the high road in doing that instead of just making fun or just having an outrageous concept and running with it like Dave does. I uh, I had I had a lot written out of exactly what you just said. So the main point I had about the comparison of the two is I I would say Dave is just Atlanta if number one they're all white, but Dave is just Atlanta if Paperboy was the main character of Atlanta as opposed to Earn, you know. Mm-hmm. So so honestly, if if Mike Andrew Santino's character in Dave was the main character as opposed to Little Dicky, I think the shows would be even more similar because you know both. Both Earn and Mike are new to you know managing. They both like they're in there like while while Alfred was you know Earn's cousin, uh, little Dicky Dave was you know Mike's best friend, and so they're kind of managing someone that they're really close to, and so 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 there is a lot of similarities, but I don't think it's as similar as it could have been because of who the main character is, you know. Uh, but so I obviously. That being said, there is similarities between Earn's character and Dave's character, where they're both kind of losers. But I think, I think Earn is a loser because he's really trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life, and he's kind of down on his luck and in between jobs. While Dave is a loser because he's uh, white and oblivious to the world. I, I think, <laughs> I that's that's exactly what I had written down. I just don't I don't think I think Earn understands like his situation and who he is, and he's very self-aware. While I don't think Dave is self-aware. And those are like so they're both losers, quote unquote, but they're both two separate kinds of losers. You know, they earn 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 is just like by society standards a loser because he doesn't have a house. He doesn't have like a, a solid job. He's really he's just trying to plan it by ear while Dave is a loser because he's just dumb. You know, I think they both do a good job in their respective ways. May, both of them mainly do a good job on showing different views of inside the music game, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, it's a game. <laughs> Dave kind of showing a side of someone who comes from a more privileged household, while Atlanta comes from a less privileged area. I think they do both do a good job of showing the views from them, those point of views. I was saying inside, and you saying inside the rap game was very funny. <laughs> sure. It's one trap game. <laughs> I think one clear distinction I have when comparing these two shows is, like Ben mentioned earlier, the consequences in Atlanta. At the end of the first episode, Al shot someone, and the next episode they were in jail for the entire show. In Dave, Mike drives in on the garage with Dave and his girlfriend milking, and that's... <laughs> Literally until until the last episode, that's literally the last time it's referenced. And like that is such like an embarrassing like that that's an embarrassing weird thing that you would think in a show like that would get brought up again, but it's never referenced and there's no consequences, there's no stakes. I think Atlanta and everything they do, there's stakes for what happens. Like Glover makes the wrong choice when um, being a manager, he makes the wrong choice in who he's getting the label to and what he's doing as a manager. And it ends up with him living in a shed. It ends up with Al being mad at him. And it ends up just in like, it, it ends up like it would in real life. Dave does something stupid and it's just kind of like, oh, oh, Dave. And then it, <laughs> it, it cuts to the credits and then the next episode starts at a totally different place in time, which 
I know that it's a comedy, but when they're wanting to tell this message of a of a struggling rapper trying to get big, Atlanta does a really good job of showing what the stakes and the consequences are for trying to get big, and Dave is just kind of like, oh, he's just going to get big because that's how shows about music and rap are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I had a point uh, before, you know, we had some technical difficulties that I, I just want to get off real quick. I, I, I think you guys will agree with it too, because we kind of talked about it before, but David and Lana both are kind of shows that uh, I don't think it can go more than like four or five seasons because like, what, cause like obviously the main goal for both of them is they're both going to get famous. And once they get famous, I don't, I think if you're going to push it more then, you know, when you like that's that's the goal. And once you hit that goal, if you try and, you know, create more content past that, it's just going to ruin, you know, the great stuff that you had leading up to it. Like people want to see the rise. They don't want to necessarily see you at the peak because that's just boring. They want to see the rise because that gives them hope and stuff. So I think if I think the worst thing these two shows can do is once they finally hit that point where they are successful is keep going the show on i think they should just end it there i i think we we kind of talked about that before we started recording so i think you guys kind of agree at that point too i think atlanta could go on longer if they were released closer together because i think there's probably a lot of people that um lose interest mm-hmm. not only lose interest but also like gain fame like lakeith stanfield specifically has gotten much bigger since Atlanta started. So he started his own movie, Sorry to Bother You. And by the time by the time seasons three and four drops, it's gonna be five seasons since the five years since the first season. So mm-hmm. these like these are young actors that are like towards the peak of their acting career. And it's not necessarily that they don't want to work on this show, but it's more like I've got other things to do. And I think Donald Glover more than anyone would understand that. Yeah. Yeah, community movie. Community. <laughs> I don't really have any other big comparisons unless you guys have it. I think that I think we touched on most of it that although trying to say some of the same stuff and trying to convey the same type of message, overall I think that in a show like this with an up-and-coming rapper, a drama with comedy sprinkled in is more effective than a comedy with drama sprinkled in. And I know that watching drama shows like Atlanta isn't necessarily for everyone. Like, if you want to get the comedy, you kind of have to think a little more. Whereas Dave, it's kind of just shoved in your face. So I think Atlanta is for more of a demographic as far as, like, comedies that people like and dave is for a different type of people and i think i think that's really where the comedies are are differed and i think that's where the comparisons are made in in defense of dave which i feel like i've been doing a lot tonight (laughs) but uh i think while we can't compare these shows because they are so similar ways it, it comes down to dave is a comedy in Atlanta is a drama. So we can't get mad at Dave for not focusing on the story when their main goal is to is to is to try and get people to laugh, you know. While Atlanta's main goal is to tell a story. So we can't we, we can't get Atlanta we can't get mad at Atlanta, not that we do, for having bad jokes when they're trying to tell a story. And I don't think we can get mad at Dave 
for you know not telling the story when they're trying to tell jokes so i think that's, that's so I, I think i think you can't compare them but at the end of the day you need to realize when Lil dicky created dave and when don glover created atlanta they weren't they didn't set out to have the same goal and i think that's what's more important that's fair so before we get into talking about kyle's top five movies of all time which is something that we do for all guests of the turbo team podcast just a segment idea that I had while we were discussing these shows. What would be if FX in 2022 was dropping a new show about a rapper? Who would you want it to star and be about? Um, I I think I think the obvious answer here would be Tyler Tyler the Creator, but I don't think he can be the answer here because he's already had his own show. And so I think we need to, you know, give it to someone else, you know. <laughs> yeah. I pick. I, uh, think, I pick Viper. Who? Viper. Oh. Okay. I I, I just thought of, I think I think Vince Staples could put together a pretty good show. I'd have to agree with Alex. Vince Staples I would think, put together a good show. The thing about Vince Staples though is he doesn't try to be funny. He is just so naturally funny that it just like everything he does is hilarious and also i think playing off uh it, it it's while atlanta is kind of atlanta rap in the kind of the trap the trap uh uh you know music scene uh vince Staples being from compton is more of the west coast scene which i i'm more of a fan of west coast rap than i am you know atlanta trap so i think i'd really like to see you know almost that but i also don't think Vince Staples is going to want to make a drama like Donald Glover is. I think he'd want to do more of a comedy like, you know, Dave. So, I, But I think if I had to pick a rapper, it would be Vince Staples. I've, I've had a tough time, like, thinking about this. And I, I can't really, like, pin down an answer. But I think, like, Lil Uzi Vert has such, like, a vibrant personality. I don't know how it would translate to TV. But, yeah, I don't know. I... I'd watch I'd watch like a show of Lil Uzi Vert just trying different stuff, you know. Yeah. Like, like Tyler Creator kind of had a show like that where he went around and just tried different stuff, but while Tyler does have a likable personality, I don't I think Lil Uzi Vert's personality fits that kind of idea more than Tyler's does. I say screw it. Let's just give Chief Keith a show where all they do is just follow him, just him and his normal life. <laughs> just no. Just drugs and murder. <laughs> I want a Kodak show, but it's just him in the ski mask the whole time. Help, <laughs> <laughs> Never drive a boat. Let's right. give... Call it, yeah. Let's give... You're saying, Jake? Uh, let's give Boy Pablo his own show. Don't know a thing about him. <laughs> they're from Norway, I think. Maybe Sweden. Oh. <laughs> what? They're yeah, like they're not from... They no, they're not from America. No, he... So... Boy Pablo, I think he's like a native, a native like of Norway or Sweden or whatever they're from, and that's why he looks Hispanic. Let's give what? let's give Childish Gambino his own show. That Dude, would be good. I'd, I'd watch okay. that show. Good joke. Shut up, Ben. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Well, that about does it for our talk about Atlanta and Dave. If you haven't watched either of them, I would recommend watching Atlanta first, both on Hulu. Both done on FXX. Uh, I think that you can find enjoyment in both shows. Personally, I'm just more of an Atlanta guy, but mm-hmm. I think that 
if you are looking just to watch something with a group of friends and just like not really take it seriously i think dave's a pretty good show to watch kyle do you want to get into your top five movies yeah i think i'm going to start with number five bold bold (laughs) choice (laughs) thank you Uh, don't start at four (laughs) at number five i got forrest gump i love forrest gump uh i guess (laughs) i think it's a lot of Banned from Mr. Kaz's freshman class. (laughs) Shout out Mr. Kaz. I hope he watches this. Fan of the program. Hope he sees this, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Forrest Gump's just one of those movies I really enjoy watching. I think it's fun. Uh, (laughs) At number four, I got The Empire Strikes Back. Good choice. My favorite Star Wars movie. And, um... I think it's I think it's the best Star Wars movie. I think there's a lot of uh, visually pleasing parts of it, and I think it has the best story of all the Star Wars movies. And then this is probably low for a lot of people, but I have Goodfellas at number three. Get the papers. Episode get the papers. one. Get the papers. <laughs> yeah, listen to episode one of the Turbo Team podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. <laughs> It's nothing like our podcasts are now. <laughs> it, I mean, Goodfellas is definitely my favorite mob movie. Um, the Godfather, great movie, overrated. Goodfellas is ten times better in my opinion. Did you say The Godfather is overrated? Good, Get great movie. Get out of here. Get great out of here, man. Some people say it's the greatest movie of all time. Shut up. I Shut up. Get this guy off the podcast. <laughs> Who even invited you on here? Normally, you know, Kyle, we have a separate Skype call without you. <laughs> uh, Normie movie coming up. At number two, I got The Dark Knight. That's good. That's good. I watch right. that movie. Best, best I watch that movie, movie every day and never get tired of it. And like Jake said, it's above every Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And then at number one. I got Full Metal Jacket. Whoa. Full Metal Jacket is have, my favorite movie of all time. For us, I've never heard anyone say that. I'm, it's weird, but I've just always liked that movie from a young age. Probably watched it earlier than what I should have. Didn't get all the. Do you, uh, do you have any honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. Um, honorable mention would probably be Iron Man. From the Marvel Universe. We got a Marvel fan on our hands. Good. It is. <laughs> it is different than a lot of the MCU just because it's the first one, and I don't yeah. really think like they were expecting to have a whole universe. Like I think they were just kind of they were trying to make a movie that would stick. And yeah. Yeah. I think they also good. they also stuck with that formula for the next thirty movies. Yeah. They switched well, it up a little bit. On the topic of Marvel movies, I have a I have a comment. Uh, Mar- uh, Thor one and two are some of the worst movies I have ever seen. <laughs> I think Thor they're both one bored. and two is the equivalent to Spy Kids four. Yeah, they're just dude. They're so bad that I I can't I, I can't watch them. They're just unwatchable. Thor one and two are just terrible. Oh, another honorable mention would have to be The Room with Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Okay. All right. Get this guy off the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him <laughs> on. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. You're your stupid mother. 
I did not hit her. I did not. Okay, okay, now get off. That's the wrong quote. Okay, wow, wow, wow you said the one quote that everybody knows. You did the thing. Yeah. Go watch A24. In a few minutes. Yeah, that's a good one. In a few minutes, bitch. Yeah, I didn't right. that I, just, I just like to watch you guys. Oh, Denny. Denny, Denny, boy. The, the listeners of the Turbo Team podcast... I like to watch you guys. <laughs> hey, listen. All right. So is that is that all you had for us tonight, Kyle? Oh yeah. Is that it? Any other any other movie opinions that you want me to fight you over? Any bold movie opinions? I don't think. No, not really. <laughs> I got my Godfather opinion out of the way. Yeah, I'll be teaching you a lesson for that later. <laughs> You're just looking for a platform to share that. <laughs> I hope this is the episode that makes it big and everyone can like, attack me on Twitter for not liking The Godfather. Rip like, Godfathers. <laughs> I, 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 sh- I, should, I should rephrase it. I like The Godfather. I just think it's overhyped. How? How? Okay. <laughs> you, we, you, I need you to explain this because it made me mad. <laughs> Kyle's okay. the radio call-in guy who says just pushed it 9-11. <laughs> Y'all are going to make fun of me for this, but The Godfather is one of the few books I actually have read. It's a book? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, and the book just blows the movie out of the water. Okay. Oh. Okay. It, the oh, podcast is over. Get out. Go made read a, Harry made Potter. A nerd, made a nerd comment. We don't allow those on the Turbo Team podcast. Yeah. Jake, Jake, right. the, Jake hit the nerd alert this. button. Jake, hit the nerd alert button. All right, Kyle. Podcast, before... We're just going to listen to us beat the crap out of Nathan Mogliheins. <laughs> we're anti-nerd on this podcast. All right, Kyle, before before we wrap up, do you want to share your social media so people can attack you? I mean, the only social media I pretty much use anymore is my Twitter, at Kunsi underscore 33. Or... Expected you to see my only fans. Dagger dick. <laughs> kill a coon, you can, you kill can a find the link coon. for that in my bio. <laughs> Under OnlyFans backslash Young Dagger Dick. <laughs> I'd pay for that. I pay a hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll mention it after the podcast. All right. Uh, before right. we go, I do want to say we are on Twitter now, so you can follow the Turbo Team Podcast Twitter at uh, what is it? The Turbo Turbo Team Pod. Yeah. All right. So we'll be pod. we'll be tweeting more of our of our episodes and updates and stuff from that account, as opposed to think as opposed to uh uh on our personal Twitter. So if you're a fan of the podcast, follow the Turbo Team Pod on Twitter. All right, Jake, do the outro. Yeah, follow follow us on Twitter. We will be trying to do a little better at interacting on Twitter instead of just posting episodes, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that at a later date. Yeah, we get or, such a response rate. Follow follow the Turbo Team the Turbo Team podcast only fans. <laughs> Mike Powell, if you're, if you're still here, ask your son what OnlyFans is.
Oh God, no! Stop. End the episode. End the episode. Yeah. So for for Jake Brand and Alex Bell and Ben Neeson and our guest Kyle Killakuntz, uh, we thank you hey. for listening to this episode of the Turbo Team Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Turbo Team Podcast. Our social medias are linked in the bio. Follow us on Twitter at the Turbo Team Pod. You can listen to all episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform where podcasts are listened to. Thank you for listening.